Hey everyone, this is Eliza D, and welcome back for another episode of How to Save the Planet, a show where we interview people who have jobs in climate change or environment. Now, let's get started. With us today, we have Grace Dolshow. Grace is a senior at Oregon State University, where she is pursuing a bachelor's degree in environmental public policy with a minor in social justice. She first started her work in conservation as a high school volunteer at Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium. Since then, she has served as a member of the SeaWorld and Bush Gardens Youth Youth Advisory Council and a Sea Youth Rise Up delegate. Currently, she's the Satellite Summit Coordinator for the Youth Ocean Conservative Summit, a member of the YOUNGO International Ocean's Voice Working Group Board of Directors, a legislative fellow for the Oregon Representative Dan Rayfield, and the Associate of Environmental Affairs for the Associated Students of Oregon State University. Plus, she is a a trained climate reality leader. Hello and welcome, Grace, to How to Save the, the Planet. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on. So what are you studying in school? Yeah, so I am studying environmental public policy. That's my major, and I have a minor in social justice. So I really am interested in environmental justice and how that ties into policymaking at a national and international level. Cool. That sounds really really interesting. (laughs) What got you interested in environmental policy? Yeah, so I actually started volunteering at Point Defiant Zoo and Aquarium when I was a freshman in high school in Tacoma, Washington, where I'm from. And there I got interested. I first volunteered there because I just really liked animals and I wasn't super into sports. And so that was kind of my way to do an extracurricular. But through that, I was able to educate guests on animals and their conservation issues. And I had the opportunity to attend a lobby day in Olympia at the Washington State Capitol uh, for a plastic bag bill in Washington State. And after that, I was just really, I really enjoyed that trip. And so after that, I was really interested in getting involved in as many lobby days as I could. And then what really solidified my want and desire to do environmental policy as a career was I was chosen to be a Sea Youth Rise Up delegate for 2019. Um, Sea Youth Rise Up is an initiative that brings roughly eight students from around the United States to Washington, D.C. for Capitol Hill Oceans Week every year. And they do lobbying on the Hill. Uh, They go to Capitol Hill Oceans Week activities. They do networking with people from all around Washington, D.C. And so I went and I had an amazing trip there and met so many people, talked to so many congressmen and women. And I came back just really loving what I did there and decided to change my major. So originally I was a zoology major. And after that trip, I immediately came and changed to public policy. And so I think I'm graduating college this year and looking into the future, I'd really like to do something centered around, whether it be the International Fund for Animal Welfare, IFAW, uh, the IUCN, which manages all of the endangered species lists around the world, work with some type of zoological or environmental nonprofit that does policy nationally and internationally. Well, cool. It sounds like you got like um, 
informed about, about a lot of different organizations that like shared your shared your interests and got like involved with them. Yeah, I definitely did. And a lot of that was from that trip to DC because I got to meet a lot of cool people. That's so nice. Oh my gosh. That sounds really um jump starting. Like <laughs> it was, yeah. 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 So what do you have to say on climate justice? And I, I know you have a, a minor in social justice, but how does it like tie into your schoolwork and the work that you do? Yeah, so climate justice is so incredibly important. And we're seeing a lot of that, especially now with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, We've seen with indigenous people for a long time protesting pipelines and that type of stuff. Environmental issues impact all of us differently. Um, And especially BIPOC communities, so Black, Indigenous and people of color, they those communities tend to be closer in proximity to toxic waste plants and those types of things where they are experiencing environmental issues differently from how more wealthier, more suburban, more white communities are experiencing environmental issues. And it's that way as well on a global scale. I went to the UN climate conference in Madrid, Spain um, this past December. And there I really saw how environmental issues are impacting coastal communities, island communities, um, countries in South America, in Asia, especially on the coast where they're getting a lot of hurricanes. Um, But the countries that are determining the policy are countries like the UK or Spain or Italy and more of those countries that aren't really experiencing environmental issues at the degree that some of these other countries around the world are, or they have more of an ability to solve these environmental issues in their communities. And so a lot of of these communities who are experiencing environmental issues more drastically um, aren't being listened to when they try to speak up. And so environmental justice is really just making sure everyone has a seat at the table to talk about how they're impacted by environmental issues and how they can solve environmental issues in their communities because as well a solution for solving climate change in one community may not be the same all across the board and when we are looking at how we're going to address climate change a lot of topics that come up is veganism or zero waste but we also have to keep in mind about food sovereignty and cultural significance and how that may tie into food and hunting And those are the things or even people's ability to go zero waste, because being able to do things like go zero waste or eat vegan, those are a lot of privileges that not a lot of people have. And so really just making sure that we have a diverse group of people at the table who are a part of these solutions, who are talking about climate change in their communities and how they can address it is key to solving climate justice issues. Um, Justice. And so I, in my studies, I've taken a lot of, I've taken a food justice class that talks specifically about food, food sovereignty, which is people's right to culturally significant foods, um, migrant farm workers. I also have taken environmental justice classes that talk about um, environmental racism. So how toxic wastes are, tend to be closer to BIPOC communities or those types of issues as well. Um, indigenous pipelines that go through indigenous land 
and I actually am starting now to work with student government on campus here at Oregon State um, as their associate of environmental affairs. And something that I want to do, thank you, yeah. And something that I want to do is to talk a lot more about just environmental justice and how environmental environmental issues impact different groups of people differently because it's something that is so critical to achieving environmental justice and solving climate change but it's also something that's not spoken about as much as it needs to be and not educated about as much as it needs to be yeah well it sounds like you're part of the seat or a seat at the table that's expressing those concerns and making those voices those BIPOC voices being heard um and like climate justice is a thing and like you said talking about it more making it known because as you also said that it's not talked about enough so thank you yeah that's really cool and what you said yes spot on (laughs) what encouragement or hopeful thoughts could you give our listeners around solving this climate crisis yeah I think that's a really good question I a lot of times can easily get caught up in the gloom and doom of the climate crisis or especially right now with COVID-19 and everything being online it's been difficult for me to feel like my work is making an impact Um, but I think one word of encouragement that I tell people is even if you can just reach one person having a conversation about climate change and educating someone who maybe didn't know about it beforehand or inspiring one person to stand up for the climate crisis in a way that they haven't before whether that be being more conscious about how they're living or what they're eating or sending an email to a representative. It may seem like a small act, but if you can just reach one person, you're still doing so much and you're making such a difference. And to just keep fighting and keep going, even when times get tough, because it's never going to be easy to solve the climate crisis, but persistence and perseverance is what's going to get you really far and is what is going to solve this this crisis yeah those are some really wise words they can go a long ways (laughs) so thank you so much grace for joining us today on how to save the planet i really appreciate you being here yeah thank you so much for having me i think this is a super cool project so i'm excited to to see how it turns out yeah thank you (laughs) yeah okay goodbye bye Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us today for another episode of How to Save the Planet. See you next time.